<laughs> what? <laughs> Why would you say that cock guacamole is synonymous with jizz? Because it's, like, thick, goopy, nothing. I don't know. Then, then, then what is cock salad? I don't know. That's just the cock salad. It's just, like, thinly sliced penis. Hello, pod people. This is just a reminder that Big Bad Nonsense can be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Send us an email, bigbadnonsense at gmail.com, or find us on Twitter at bigbadnonsense. If you like the show, share it with a friend. Hello, pod people, and welcome back to another episode of Big Bad Nonsense. I am Sock, and sitting over there opposite me is... Biscuit, the man who has been playing Minecraft for the entire month of July. It's a very rude thing to say. <laughs> I couldn't think of any other way of introducing you. Biscuit, I'm sure you're going to tell us a joke now. Yeah, hello to all you folks. Biscuit coming in hot with some fucking jokes, you, you dumb pieces of shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, so... How does Lady Gaga like her steak cooked? Uh, how? So rare that it's practically raw, 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 ha, ha. <laughs> I thought that was going to be a joke about her meat dress in some way. Nope. Okay, that one works too, though. I like it. I like it. I really do like it. Yeah, I'm on a hot streak. There we go. Okay, that's what, three in a row you've done now? Yeah, I think so. All right, people. It's good to know that you're listening. Thank you for tuning in. Please sit back, relax, grab a drink of something, and let's move on with the show. Yeah! So, Biscuit. What? Can we open up the mailbag? I don't know. Can we? <laughs> we can. Do you want to? Nah. No? Yeah, All right. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do okay. It. Uh, so we only have one email today, and it's from someone named Dave from Parts Unknown, who says that we should do an episode on Metallica. Why? He didn't say. Uh, I'm going to put forward that that's kind of a dumb idea and very unspecific. I, I don't know what it is he wants us to do about Metallica. Sing anger on my neck. I mean, what are we going to do? Like Napster or something? Because that's really the only thing I can think of that, you know, Napster, and they were super shitty about it. Yeah, but, oh, jeez. Who even remembers Napster anymore? Oh, apparently I do. Well, that would be the two of us, but uh, is is that what Dave is referring to? I don't know. I mean, I I love the early shit. Um, That was my band in high school but um I mean, what am i gonna do be like yeah i listen to them <laughs> maybe okay, he wants ma- maybe he just wants us to cover metallica songs instead of doing our regular shows well it'd probably be better than this shit all right anyway that's really the only email oh. we have <laughs> did, did you miss the mute button this time or did you just purposely insert the belch yeah no i didn't even try okay uh just- so I'm trying to bring our listener count down to zero if I can. I'm going to start reading Mein Kampf next. 
on that note, uh, thank you, Dave, for sending us the email, although we're not exactly sure what it is you want us to do about Metallica. Uh, I'd like to ask our listeners, anyone who's listening, uh, it's great that we've got a fan base going on. We regularly have like a couple hundred people listening to our episodes uh, over all the platforms, but we'd really like to try and expand our audience and share things with other people. So if we could get people to just sort of spread the word out, uh, tell your friends, tell your family... Maybe not tell your family. They might not like you anymore. But tell your friends. Tweet it out. uh, Give us a rating. Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. All of those, you can rate us. It helps out the show if you rate us, and it helps if you let other people know as well. And you know what? I just got an idea based off of what I last said. Each one of you that's listening, you're going to go out and you're going to tell at least one other person about this show. After you hear this episode, I'm going to know if you don't. And for every one of you that doesn't, the next episode, I am going to read one page of Mein Kampf to start the show. That's not going to happen. Okay, we did not like that one. <laughs> well, Mein ain't nobody Kampf? ever going to hear that shit. <laughs> no, I'll leave it in. I won't cut that, but uh, there's no way I would... No. No, Biscuit, no. Well, it's supposed to motivate them. It's not like I want to do it. I think more people would... It's not a good threat. Lots of people would be like, hey, let's not do anything and see if this idiot actually reads Mein Kampf. I don't think they're that clever. There are listeners. I mean, (laughs) they... Let's close up the mailbag and move on to the main portion of our show. Okay. So, Biscuit. Yes? I know that you were a sports fan. We've talked about it on the show before, about how you are a sports fan. I know you're a Boston Bruins fan. Yeah, do we really have to bring that one up right now? That's still a little raw. Well, I wanted to bring it up because as sort of a segue into what we're going to be talking about today, because, listeners, if you're not hockey fans and you didn't watch the Stanley Cup final... There was a bit of controversy surrounding the final series with uh, the Blues and the Bruins, was there not? Was there? (laughs) Oh, really? I thought blatantly fucking tripping people was just part of the sport now. So, yes, right? For those who are unaware, uh, there is... So, any St. Louis Blues fans that we have listening right now, let's... uh, I want you to pause the show... And then I want you to bring it to a full stop and fuck off and go do something else. I hate you. You're garbage. Go ahead. (laughs) Okay. Now, myself as someone from the outside, uh, who is neither a St. Louis fan or a Boston fan, it it seems to me that the adjudication was biased in a way. Like, it's very difficult for me to say that there wasn't, you know, something wrong going on there. It's, I mean, I... I'm not one of those guys that blames the refs whenever his team loses and, you know, says they have it out for them or whatever. But it is when your job is to know that sport and you got a group of guys out there that are all watching this, one of them that's like fucking three feet away from it. 
and the most blatant trip in the history of the fucking sport happens, and they don't say anything. It It's either they're on the take or they are really fucking bad at their job, which in the Stanley Cup final, you would hope that they weren't really bad at their job. But I'm, I'm not still pissed off about it at all. So um, thank you for bringing that up and ruining my fucking day. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Biscuit. But one last question about that. Do you think it was corruption or do you think it was more a case of incompetence and or just shitty adjudication? I think it was just outright stupidity because the referees that entire series were just god-awful and it it went both ways. It just unfortunately for me in that moment went against my guys. But no, I think they just sucked in general. Do you think you would have been able to admit to it if it had been the reverse? Like if they had made those poor calls against St. Louis? Uh, normally when that stuff happens, I will say something along the lines of, that's a terrible call, but hey, I'll take it. Like, I will acknowledge that it was a shit call, but I also, I'm not exactly going to be upset about it. Oh, of course. Uh, see, I've always been of the opinion that when things go wrong in sports, like regardless of the fact that it benefits your team, you should call it out because, you know, you never know when it's going to come back around to bite your team in the ass. Yeah, exactly. And I think anybody that's a sports fan, they all have that one friend that their team has never lost the game because they didn't play good enough. It's always, the refs have it out for us, blah, blah, blah. And that, that just gets insufferable i used to have a guy that i don't even talk to him anymore because i got so sick of it yeah it can be a little bit stupid like if it's like always that the league is against your team yeah it's like um this one guy is a celtics fan basketball and he blamed the refs on them losing the game seven of the championship to the lakers a few years ago i can't remember when but he said it was because the refs rigged the game, and the Celtics, they shot like 35%. Like, what, the refs make the fucking nets smaller? Like, it it makes you sound like an idiot. Yeah, I mean, like, the rules of the sport are clear. If, if you're going to, like, accuse, like, cheating, you have to be able to back it up somehow. You have to be able to point to that and say, look at that. And, you know, shooting 35%, you can't blame that on adjudication. Apparently one guy can, but yeah, you, you shouldn't. Okay, well... The, the point I wanted to get into is that sports is is a world that is full of controversy, of course. And I'm going to shift us from hockey and basketball and things like that, and I'm going to go to the Olympics. Now, I know that you watch the Olympics occasionally because we've discussed them together in the past. Mm-hmm. Are you a bigger fan of the Winter or Summer Olympics? I'm more of a Summer Olympics guy. I think that's kind of the majority consensus on it. But I, I binge both of them because... You know, it's only once every four years you get to see, you know, Romney's wife's fucking dancing horse and things like that that you kind of forget about the rest of the time. Oh, right. I forgot about that. They do the, what is it, dressage or whatever? Yeah, that one I do not watch because get the hell out of here with that. But, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, for those of you who don't know, former uh, presidential candidate and I guess what, he's a currently a senator? Mitt Romney? Yeah, Mitt's still around. Uh, his family owns one of these really expensive horses that do the funny little kicks 
and stuff like that called in it's it's an olympic sport called dressage apparently yeah between his wife having a dancing horse and him complaining because one time his car elevator didn't work it's it's still a mystery how he couldn't relate with the uh, american people okay <laughs> now next question here have you ever watched the paralympics um a little bit not admittedly not as much but a little bit mm-hmm do you remember anything specifically about the Paralympics? I remember Blade Runner guy. Oh, yes, Oscar there? Pistorius. No, I'm not actually going to Oscar Pistorius. We're not talking about him. For the people who don't know what we're talking about, he's the a runner from South Africa who had blades on both of his legs, and he ended up uh, killing, was it his wife or his girlfriend? His girlfriend that um, he made up some excuse that was not, very good yeah he's um, in prison now yeah yeah if you wake up in the middle of the night and your girlfriend who you went to bed with is not in the bed and over to the bathroom and start shooting through the door you were trying to kill her yeah because the first thought would not be that's a burglar it would be that's my girlfriend taking a dump or whatever (laughs) that would be my thought right but i guess it wasn't his or he claims it wasn't anyway but we're not talking about him. He's probably one of the more famous Paralympic athletes, uh, Oscar Pistorius. Uh, but we're going to be talking about the 2000 Sydney Paralympics. Now, listeners, if you're not aware, the Paralympics happens uh, the same year in the same city as the Olympics do. And uh, basically, the Paralympics is uh, events that are more designed for people who are differently abled uh, and gives them different ways of competing. Uh, For example, Oscar Pistorius, he had no legs, but he had two prosthetic legs, and he was a runner. Now, have you watched any other Paralympic events? Are you familiar with any others, Biscuit? Um, Some of the hockey, I don't remember exactly how they describe it, but I think that's the one the United States that's the most well-known, because we actually do pretty decent at. But um, I I don't know. What are the other ones, like dwarf tossing or whatever? (laughs) I don't think that would fly uh, (laughs) at the Paralympics. No, uh, the event that we're actually going to be talking about today is um, the intellectual uh, difficulty basketball. So they have a basketball event. uh, Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah. Walking on eggshells for this one, aren't I? I, I? Yeah, I guess, well, I'm not sure if it was a good idea to bring this up with you, but we'll see. We'll see how well you can walk that razor's edge. But uh, this is the... In, in, middle, in middle school, I, I was at this private school at the time that um, I was on the basketball team because you had to be on one of the teams because it was a small school, and... We played against the local school for deaf kids one game, and there's the weirdest thing. Like, they all make, like, this chirping noise to communicate with each other, so they're all just, like, running around, chirp, 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 and they kicked our ass. Why would they make a chirping noise? Uh, Apparently, some pitch that they're able to pick up on or something. It was a way of them... Like, they feel the vibration or something? Yeah, I guess. I mean, they're like fucking wizards or whatever, but like some way of communicating to each other where they were on the court 
without having to make eye contact. How badly did they kick your ass? They beat us by like 20 points. All right, uh, then. Okay. That was a long drive home with my dad. <laughs> We're going to talk about another team that kicked some royal ass. This is the Spanish team. I want to take people back to the 2000 Paralympics. So these were held in Sydney, Australia. Uh, the same year as the Sydney Olympics, but of course the Paralympics are held in the same city around the same time. And uh, the Spanish basketball team started turning a lot of heads because uh, Spain had been working very hard for a long time to uh, promote their Paralympic uh, sporting events and to promote their Paralympic athletes. And one of the ways that their success was realized was within their basketball team. They were pretty much undefeated, if I'm not mistaken. Yes, they were undefeated for the entire series of the Intellectual Disability uh, Basketball Series. We, we, we take them and we make the basketball good or something. Sounds great. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought you'd like that. Okay. So anyway, the Spanish team was doing really well. In one game, I think it was against China, they were more than 30 points ahead. Uh, really phenomenal. The Span- Spain was really proud of their, of their athletes. Uh, it was a big media event all surrounding this. People were super happy. They, were, they said, okay, we, we put our effort into our Paralympic athletes. We put some effort into this team. They went to the Paralympics and they just, they nailed it. They, they won every match uh, by quite a substantial margin. So, Biscuit, of course, I'm talking about this on our podcast, so you know that something weird is up here. What do you think it's going to be? Well, what I think's weird about what you just said is that there were intellectually disabled kids in China and the parents were allowed to keep them. I would think that they just, like, threw them out or something. <laughs> uh, I mean, they don't even keep... They don't even keep girls half the time. Uh, that is true. Was it the Chinese team? Now you've got me questioning whether or not uh, they actually... You said Chinese team. I said Chinese team, but now I'm wondering if it was actually the Chinese team. Now I have to double-check. See, because you're thinking about it, too, and you're like, oh, you're right. They don't treat their citizens as humans. You're right. Yeah, it was actually... No, there, there is no <laughs> Chinese right. team. There is no Chinese team. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was fucking wrong. Wow. Uh, now I have to like look back at my notes here. No, no, it was the Chinese team. Halfway through the first uh, game tournament, the referee called timeout with China, trailing 30 points behind the Spaniards. Okay, so, okay, I'm looking at the... Okay, in the later stages, there there were there was no Chinese team. But yeah, China hasn't... Inter- well, okay... Give give me a different reaction. Why do you think I'm bringing this up on this show? You're not keeping that. That was awesome. No, no, I, I, I'm gonna keep that. But I, I, I need, I need, I need a better theory from you because I'm not gonna go with that. Um, I mean, there's a number of reasons why someone could be intellectually disabled, and I, it, it's maybe it happens after birth as well. I, I don't know, and I don't know that China has those rules anymore so i i don't know and i i'm i'm making this editing job just a fucking nightmare for you aren't oh, I? it's going to be um, it's going to be a horrible nightmare but whatever just, why do you think why do you think i'm bringing up 
the ID basketball, the intellectually disabled basketball in this show? Uh, I want to go with performance-enhancing drugs because that's a pretty funny image in my head. Like uh, forcing the intellectually disabled athletes to take performance-enhancing drugs? Yeah, it's like, here, take this, brother, get jacked! (laughs) This break in audio is brought to you by... Cock Salad. Thinly sliced penis on top of, like, some arugula. This is just a reminder that Big Bad Nonsense can be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Please rate and subscribe. Don't forget to tell your friends. Email us at BigBadNonsense or write to us on Twitter at BigBadNonsense. And now, back to the show. I'm trying to think about whether or not that's actually worse than what the reality is. And it might not be. I, I think I think the reality is actually even worse than what you just imagined. Oh, uh, so, I mean, the larger thing here is they took a bunch of disabled guys and took advantage of them in one way or the other, exploited them. It's- where you're going, right? Mm, okay, that's that's going a little bit too far. Let me let me jump into it here. So after Spain had uh, had uh, won the gold medal in the intellectually disabled basketball, one of the players from the team, his name was Carlos uh, Carlos Ribagorda. I think is how you pronounce that. I'm not good with Spanish, so Ribagorda, uh, Ribagorda. He appeared at the uh, Paralympic headquarters in Bonn and returned his Spanish kit. He returned his 150 pounds of Spanish money, uh, spending money that he was given. And uh, he also returned his medal uh, because he was an investigative journalist who was not intellectually disabled, nor was most of the team. Oh, that's messed up. So they were just beaten up on the special kids. That's awful. Ten of the okay, so it's a twelve-man squad that they've got as a basketball. Ten of them were not intellectually disabled. So, God, I can't remember his name. Oh yeah, so is it like Johnny Knoxville in The Ringer? Even worse in some ways because well, like I haven't seen that movie. I know the premise behind it, but like I guess even worse because they're taking a whole team and and just filling it with uh, with ringers. I guess you could say, ten out of twelve. See, when you said he was given the medal back, I thought you were going to say that the people at the headquarters just swapped it out for one of those chocolate coins and didn't tell him. And I was going to be like, wow, that's awful. But this is pretty messed up, too. No, Riba Gorda was a, an investigative journalist, and he had infiltrated the team to expose uh, what was going on. Basically, n- almost none of these people on the team were intellectually disabled. So, like I said, 10 out of 12. Now, the first thing that you have to think about when you hear this is, how did this happen? Well, yeah. I mean, that would be a start. Yeah, it, <laughs> it would be a good you start. You thought I was going to keep going, <laughs> and I fucking didn't, because I don't want to give our listeners shit. I guess I'm going to have to do all the heavy lifting today. No, it, it's uh, because 
the the name of the sport is intellectually disabled basketball. So I would assume that, and from what I've read, you do have to prove that you are intellectually disabled. So I'm assuming that you would have to take an IQ test. I mean, yeah, I'm sure that you have to prove it, but you also know the thing that comes up every Summer Olympics with um, gymnastics, particularly China. You know, they have, you know, Shung Zui or whatever out there, and it says she's like 17. She looks like she's about five years old. So there are ways of getting around that paperwork um, once you're at that level and you're just like, they're the best ones. We want them. And I'm sure, um, all due respect to the Paralympics, I'm sure it's probably easier there. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just. I'm not sure how they did it exactly. I mean, I'm just imagining all these guys taking IQ tests and then cheating to lose. Oh, I would think that they would need some documentation from a doctor because that's easy to just go and bomb a test, you know, get what's five plus three and you write hippopotamus and you're on the team. I would think that they would need some kind of medical documentation. Maybe, I don't know, but like uh, one of the requirements that I did read is that they had to have an IQ of less than 80. So I could be on the team. Uh, Possibly. Uh, (laughs) Okay, as much flack as like I give you on this show, I don't think you're as dumb as you make it out to be. Aw, that's sweet. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so... Less than 80, but, like, of course, you can only go so low. I mean, once you get an IQ of around, like, 50 or something, like, you're, you're talking about someone who isn't really functional in society even enough to be an athlete or something like that. So the, the, the only thing I can think is that they must have made the paperwork happen somehow. Right, like the five-year-old Chinese gymnasts that are on the Olympic team. Right. That's, yeah. That's, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I've always wondered about that, though, because, you know, you do get some people who just don't grow as well as others, and maybe that just gives them an advantage in, you know, in competing. Well, yeah, I mean, um, by definition, being a gymnast, you're gross getting stunted to begin with, but you know what I'm talking about. That. I know what you're, you're talking watching about. That I know what you're talking about. You see some of them, you're like, no fucking way. <laughs> Anyway, back to the Spanish basketball team. Basically, so they've got this team that is just stacked to the rim with people who are, you know, sports trainers and uh, and things like that. Like people who are accomplished athletes and who are not intellectually disabled. So it was basically a slaughter when it came to playing these matches. They creamed every team they played against, which and it's no wonder that they they won so well. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be pretty embarrassing if they didn't. Um, hey, I I thought of a joke, by the way. Oh, God. Do I want to hear you it? You know what? We, yes, you fucking do. You know who we could use to start up our own intellectually disabled basketball team? A bunch of our listeners. Wow. you're just letting me hang on that one (laughs) anyway just to give you an example of some of the scores Spain versus Portugal 73 to 58 versus Brazil 94 to 48 versus Japan 87 to 20 87 to 20 so it's like the US Olympics team that just goes over and just smokes everybody 
Pretty much. I mean, and then when we get to the semifinals and the finals versus Poland, 97 to 67. And then in the gold medal match, they beat Russia 87 to 63. For the Poland intellectually disabled team, they just picked Polish citizens. Oh, boy. Oh, let's alienate every ethnicity of listener out there. Anyway, Carlos Ribagorda <laughs> returned his gold medal exposes it now of course at the at the same time other things are happening too with this win with this phenomenal win of course there's a lot of press coverage around it yeah and obviously this guy's whole objective is to blow the lid off it if he's going in as a investigative journalist so well, even before even before his uh, investigative journalism like came out these men are being photographed and put in the newspapers and people are going to recognize them like people are going to say hey let's look at the picture of our victorious Paralympics basketball winners and these guys are not intellectually disabled so they were recognized they they're actually advised by the team to grow beards and wear sunglasses for their arrival so that people wouldn't recognize them at the airport just have like the little Groucho Marx glasses on. <laughs> <laughs> this should do it. <laughs> At one point during the whole series, their coaches actually advised them to ease off on the other team or people would figure out that they weren't disabled. Yeah, when you have to. <laughs> uh, when you're using mercy rules in an <laughs> intellectually disabled competition. Uh, there's no way I can end this sentence that you're going to leave in the episode, so I'm just going to let it go. Okay. <laughs> See, it's it, it, it's crazy to me. Like, this is probably one of the scummiest things that you can do, is stack a team to win the Paralympics. It's pretty morally bankrupt, yeah. Yeah. So... A lot of focus was eventually put to the organizer of the Spanish Paralympics, like the uh, the head of the Spanish Paralympic Committee, Martin Vicente. Vicente? Vince, Vicente? I'm not... Again, I'd, sorry, Spain, I don't know how to pronounce your Spanish names. Martin but, Vicente, because, you know, he's ultimately responsible for this. And he was the one who said, yes, okay, I'm responsible, and he resigned over it. I would think so. That's a pretty tough thing to come back from. Yeah, yeah, he had to publicly apologize for it. Here's the thing, too. Like, this guy is a little bit sketchy because... Uh, fair to say, yeah. <laughs> even even without this this controversy, uh, he started up the uh, Paralympic Committee because he had uh, a son with a disability. And it's been noted by a lot of Spanish investigators... That makes it so much worse! It, it does, in many ways. But it was noted by the Spanish investigative press that his fortune, like he's a multimillionaire now, his fortune seemed to increase uh, steadily with his involvement with that. Now, nobody has been ever been able to prove anything. You know, it raises a few eyebrows, and then you have something like this, where, you know, this victory would bring a lot of attention to the Paralympic Committee and, you know, increase funding and get it recognized and charities might contribute more money. Yeah, this guy's a scum fuck. I mean, once once he said that about his kid, like, wow, I, that amplifies it so much. What a shithead. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, uh, that's about all I got, Adam. Because fuck of this... That guy. <laughs> 
because of this uh, whole scandal, the uh, International Paralympics Committee, they took away all events involving learning difficulties for the 2004 Summer Paralympics in Athens, which I think is incredibly sad because you've got these these people with intellectual disabilities, these learning difficulties, who are athletes who do something they love, and now they're being punished because these Spanish guys cheated. Yeah, there are certain... I mean, I'm... The term, I don't know if it's um, internationally how they use it, but the term around here, um, when teams get banned for a while, is called the death penalty. And it's really, it gets used in college a lot because, like, college football here is, the corruption is just out in the open. But um, it, it hurts people that, almost always had nothing to do with it. Like, it hurts kids that aren't even going to the school yet mm-hmm. and they can't play there anymore. And I mean, there, there are a lot of professional opportunities here. For a lot of them, this is it. And then after this, they're never going to be able to do it at this stage again. So punishing the school or the organization in this case, it's never something that's really worked for me it hurts the wrong people Mm -hmm. exactly right so that's kind of the sad note of this whole thing luckily though they did an anti-corruption drive and uh in 2009 they announced that you know the ban on intellectually disabled sports is going to be lifted so there we go right it's it's back to it they can and i'm only assuming that they must have much more strict filtering methods to make sure this doesn't happen again i hope anyway i hope i i would think they'd be watching them a little bit more closely and even if they were gonna try to put one over on everybody again probably be a little bit more tactful Mm -hmm. even carlos ribagorda uh said that uh you know he was quite sure that there were some other people who were doing the same thing he said that there was at least a few athletes he noticed that he felt there was no way they could have been uh intellectually disabled i'm sure it's not just one country that's doing it. If they're doing it that blatantly, then there's a couple ringers here and there. Mm -hmm. Just statistically speaking. To quote Riba Gorda, he said, there were three players in the Russian team, especially one of them, who were just too good. Yeah, it would be Russia too, wouldn't it? Mm. They just like to take the joy out of everything. They like being miserable. Oddly enough, uh, after the Spanish team was stripped of their gold medal, it was awarded to Russia because they were second place. We like to squeeze the joy out of these disabled children. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely excellent Russian accent, man. Uh, uh, (laughs) Yo soy Russia. (laughs) Anyway, Biscuit, what have we learned from this? That... We haven't found the bottom yet for what humanity's willing to do to make a couple bucks. Yeah, no, clearly. Like, that, that, that is a pretty disgusting thing to do, to stack a team, and, and a supposedly intellectually disabled team, with non-intellectually disabled players, thus getting most of those sports removed from the Paralympics. That's pretty scummy. And the guy complacent with it at the top has a disabled kid. I... 
haven't quite gotten past that part yet. So going what back, an asshole. I hope like an Acme anvil falls on his head or something. <laughs> going back to your prediction from before, would you say that this is worse? or less worse than your thought that they might have been injecting the the disabled athletes with performance enhancers? Well, it's worse because it's not nearly as funny. If they were just taking <laughs> disabled guys and getting them roided out of their minds, that's fucking hilarious. And I'd be like, cool, do that more. But this, this doesn't quite have that, you know, silver lining on it. I... I I have it in my head, and I don't know if this is true or not, that basketball is one of these sports that's not really conducive to performance-enhancing drugs. Not as much, no. It's Like, not, I'm sure it, like it's still done. It is, but, I mean, there's a difference, you know. Football! <laughs> Basically going out there, and it's the last gladiator sport, so there's more incentive to just be this wall, whereas... Basketball, there's less incentive to just bowl people over, so it's not quite as rampant, but it, it's in all professional sports, obviously. Okay. Cool. So, Biscuit, I think that with that, with what you said, it pretty much sums it up. I mean, it's kind of a scummy thing to do, and, uh, you know, what have we learned from it? That people will go to no depths for... to the deepest depths, actually, to, to make money off something. It's the juice row of sports. Do we have anything to plug? Um, I just wanted to let our listeners know that um, if you go up to a cop and you're able to take his gun off of him, you get to become a cop. So you should all go try that. And if you do, we will uh, bring you in as a as a guest on the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. We do not encourage the uh, the forcible disarming of police officers. <laughs> uh, that, 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 that's what I got for you. Today. <laughs> oh, pod people, thank you for tuning in. As always, we can be found on Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud working to get us onto more platforms, but it would be great if you could go and rate us on those platforms. Please tell friends about the show. If you tweet us out to your followers just to get some awareness out, I will mention you on the next show. Put in the hashtag BigBadNonsense just to see where things go. And he'll also give you $50. I will not. Well, maybe in Monopoly money. And they don't know the difference. Okay, so let's test that out. I will send you out $50 in what may or may not be Monopoly money, and you'll have to decide if it's what it is. Yeah, if you can focus on it long enough before you start eating it, you fucking idiots. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, pod people, and that's all for today. Bye!
So why can't guacamole be like cock mushed with tomatoes and lemon juice and chili pepper? Okay, I'm, I'm not really passionate enough about this to argue the point. But, <laughs> ugh.